0: Hello, my fellow story lovers. Welcome. I am so happy that you stopped by StoryMolder. I am Vern, your storyteller, with another wonderful story to enlighten your day. Today, I will share a story told in a way that I like to tell it. So what do you do when you find a story that you like? Tell it. Something warm and fuzzy. Let's go way back. Early one Christmas morning, I peered down the hall to colorful, twinkling Christmas lights, casting shadows on the living room walls. I was hoping to get a glimpse of Santa leaving my Christmas gifts. I kept on the lookout and tiptoed down the hall to the living room to get a closer look. I missed Santa, but I saw a heap and mound of goodies arranged neatly on top of my Christmas gifts. Excitedly, I said, he came, he really came. There were sweet smelling oranges, apples, juicy tangerines, old fashioned swirled Christmas candy, yum, peppermint, candy canes, and an assortment of nuts. Everything was eating us up the lonely chestnuts. Later that day, I hear oldies but goodies Christmas songs. One of my favorite was the Christmas song written by Mel Torme and Bob Wells about chestnuts roasting on an open fire, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. For a side note, when Nat King Cole recorded that Christmas song, he was the first Black American to ever record a Christmas song. It became a holiday hit, and oh my goodness, with that smoky voice, he sang that song. Even today, this song brings about such warm, sweet feelings and imagery that makes me want to roast some chestnuts. If I can be honest, even to this day, like many of you, I have never eaten chestnuts from its shell, never mind roasted on an open fire or baked in an oven. But since it's probably a lot of work, I don't feel I need to actually roast the chestnut. So I'll settle for just knowing more about this nut that I refused to eat when I was a child. These were my Christmas traditions. Chances are you have Christmas traditions as well. Will roasting chestnut ever be a Christmas tradition for you and your family? Maybe? Let's find out the story behind the chestnut. In the deep woods, there once lived a very grouchy hedgehog. She was constantly complaining about how everything was wrong. In her eyes, nothing was right. The other animals got tired of her constantly bickering. So they complained and started calling her Stickly Prickly. One day, Grandpapa had a talk with Stickly Prickly. He said, you're always looking at the world with negative eyes. Nothing seems to fit you. Either one or the other thing must be wrong. It's never you. You don't like the weather, you don't like the trees, and you think everything on the ground is upside down. You don't like the other animals, the way they look, move, sound, their size, their smell, everything is wrong, according to you. I think it's time you change your attitude. Now, Grandpapa knew that Stickly Prickly got this bad attitude long ago after that awful black disease infected and killed her favorite trees. The disease made the chestnut trees sick. Other trees did not get sick, but all of the chestnut trees were destroyed by this awful disease. Stickly Prickly was devastated. To her, the chestnut trees were the most perfect trees in the forest. It made her life easier. She walked around happy without a care in the world. The trees provided all of her needs with delicious, nutritious nuts filled with protein, fiber, and carbohydrates throughout the winter months. She never had to scavenge or hoard food. During this time, food was plentiful. Stickly Prickly was her healthiest with full lush fur and a strong body. She recalls when the chestnut trees stood majestically above all the other trees. Its canopy supplied shelter that protected her from the weather. Its wood was solid and strong. Then that deadly blight disease turned everything upside down, according to her. Sadly, Stickly Prickly was constantly reminded of her favorite tree by the remaining circles of wood stumps scattered throughout the forest. This was the only thing left of this once dominant tree. For many years, she walked the forest and saw that the middle of the stump was gone. Only the outer wood edge of her favorite tree remained. What remained looked jagged like something out of a fairy tale or a depressing, desolate scene, which made her very depressed and negatively colored her world. She snapped at anyone who came near her. Grandpapa understood Stickly Prickly's problem and knew what to do to change her attitude. He dusted the black field tree stumps with a magical dust to get rid of the dormant disease and the roots to bring back a healthy tree. Then, like magic, a thick root system began to grow and spread. Shortly, the chestnut tree was standing with all of its magnificence, standing tall again. But it was missing something. Grandpapa curled up hedgehog Stickly Prickly into a ball and put her on a branch in this very large tree that he had revived just for her. He knew how much Stickly Prickly loved the chestnut tree and would feel right at home. Then he told her, maybe someday, Instead of complaining, you will contribute to the world in a positive way by giving it a delicious, high-quality food and provide winter warm filling. Grandpa had turned hedgehog, stickly prickly, into a chestnut burr. That is why the chestnut's body is covered with sharp little prickly spikes called burrs. Those thickly prickly burr balls hanging on the tree supply shelter to the seeds inside. The prickles keep the squirrels away. Squirrels can't get to them, and you can't either, until it's time for them to be released. It grows there until Jack Frost comes. When it's ready, the large mahogany-colored seeds inside the chestnut burr burst out and rain down to the ground one by one. Then they can be found scattered all over the ground, ready to be picked up and eaten. When the chestnut is open, oh, inside is a soft, juicy, sweet nut. One day, Grandpa pa passed Sickly Prickly's way and he looked up at her. At his surprise, she sat there singing, do-do-do, do do doo, doo. Just as content as she can be, she said, I am so happy. I have nothing to complain about. She smiled and winked at Grandpapa. Her heart had grown quite good. Then Grandpapa felt sorry that she was all alone. Remembering that he had taken her from her family, he said, you You look very happy up there. So I think I'll leave you there. From now on, you will be a part of the chestnut tree. Stickly Prickly yelled, yes, yes, I love it here. Then Grandpa touched the ground under the chestnut tree and many more birds grew. Looking like Stickly Prickly, they grew everywhere on the tree. Also more trees sprouted around the forest. That is how the chestnut tree got its burrs. There, the chestnuts hang like a lot of little hedgehogs on branches in the trees. They're still spiny and prickly. They can be utterly cantankerous if you touch them before they are ready to drop down to the ground. But most of them have a sweet and tender little heart inside. From that day forward, the chestnuts have given a lot around the ball. Stickly Prickly gave what she had inside. Today, it's Prickly hull Opens and reveals the inside, which is said to be soft and sweet. On winter evening, long and cold, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Your time carol being sung by a choir and folk dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody knows some turkey and some mistletoe. Apple pie for me helps to make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Santa's on his way. He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh. And every mother's child is going to spy to see if reindeer really know how to fly and so I'm offering this simple phrase for kids from 1 to 92 although it's been said many times and many ways Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to you. I hope this story warms your heart, just like the chestnuts. Thanks for dropping by and spending time listening to my story. Come back as often as you like. I'll be happy to have you. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Goodbye,